Hey, darling. Welcome to the She's a Creative podcast. Are you a female creative who wants to own your purpose and dominate your creative business? Then this is the podcast for you. I'm Kay, your host and guide to help you on your way to creative freedom and success. Hey, boo. Hey. So I'm so excited today because we are talking with my girl, Lala J, and we're going to be talking about drop shipping and your mindset. So thank you so much for coming on today. How are you doing, Lala? I'm doing really good. Wonderful. Wonderful. So let's just go ahead and get into this. I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself and about your business. Okay. Well, first and foremost, for those of you who don't know me, um, I do go by Lala J. I am 22 years old. I am the oldest of four. I'm originally from Chicago, but I did grow up in Georgia. Um, prior to taking a semester off, I just recently took a semester off from school um, just for some big projects that I have coming up and some things that I'm working on. I did attend Kennesaw State University, which is here in Georgia. Um, I was mastering, trying to master business marketing. That's what I was taking up. Um, I started my business journey three years ago. It initially started with me. I was working at a shoe store. Um, I was working at Foot Locker and it was, I want to say it was around my birthday and I got cut out the system because I was not working enough hours due to, you know, school hours and things like that. So it was really hard to try to balance the two. Um, so they dropped me from the system and we went on like winter break, I believe it was. Um, I went home and on my way back to school from, you know, Christmas break or whatever, my mom called me and was like, I'm not paying a car note anymore. Um, I really just feel like you've lost yourself, like you're not doing anything. You really need to like learn some responsibility. And so we had like this really dramatic, <laughs> had this really dramatic conversation. Like I'm crying and she's about to cry. Um, and she was like, you know, you just really need to get it together. And I just really want you to think about what you want to do. So she was just telling me about, like, how to spend my time and, like, who to spend my time with. Um, and so after we got off the phone, I want to say I probably sat in silence for about an hour. And I just, like, researched the market. Um, and when I say the market, just my school surroundings, like, trying to understand, like, how far everything was, um, what everybody was selling. Because when you go to college, everybody's doing something here selling food, selling plates, doing music, doing lashes. So I was just trying to get a feel for what everybody was doing. Um, got on Twitter, got into like some group messages. You know, everybody does the group me. Um, and I saw that nobody was really selling hair. So I started doing the hair. Um, I really was not into hair like that, though. Um, I'm really, I'm a girly girl, but I go through my moments where like, I really want to wear weave and then I don't want to wear weave. And so like months down the line, I want to probably say like two months into me starting that business, I cut all my hair off. So I'm like, how the heck am I going to be a brand ambassador for my company if I have no hair? Um, so from there, um, I, I would say like I worked it out. I would, I think I went up until like the summer. Um, I made about 25000 which was my goal. Um, just in general, I didn't know what, what'd you say? I said, yes, girl. And this was when you just started your <laughs> Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know how I was going to make it. What's so no. funny is I, I had, like, sticky notes all over my wall before, like, when I was, like, I think I was down to, like, my last $300 to my name for my job. And I was like, how the heck am I going to make 25000 I remember my mom telling me, like, girl, like, 
$25,000 just don't come out the blue. Like, what are you going to do to get there? Um, so I end up meeting that goal, surpassing that goal. And um, I switched schools. I was, um, I was really, I was in a, a really bad relationship, um, you know, trying to find yourself. And I ended up switching schools. I just felt like that was kind of a mark that I needed to make in order for me to scale how I needed to scale and everything. And so when I switched schools, um, the market switched, like everything switched because I went from a predominantly black school to being at a more diverse school. So I had to like really figure out exactly what they wanted, um, how they wanted it, how I can deliver it to them. So I started getting into, um, I started going to like Bible studies and, and just really doing stuff on campus, which I had never done. I'm like, I'm such an introvert and I'm so closed off. Um, and during that time, I end up, I was on selling some selling platforms, some third party selling platforms, um, Macari, uh, Vinted, um, what else was really big? Poshmark was really big at that time. And this was really before it hit the market, like it's hit it now. Um, so kind of new, but a lot of people like knew about it at that time. And so when I joined those, I was seeing that people were sponsored, like certain things were being sponsored by people. So I'm like, how are these people, you know, how did they get sponsored? I wanted to know how to be sponsored. And the sponsor people made way more money. Like at this time, I'm talking like Poshmark was almost paying people cars and houses off because that's how much a sponsor would get you. So um, I started seeing certain products like going up and like getting a lot of like feedback and likes and buys and things of that sort. So I end up, um, I started seeing like, like Nike was really big at that time. Um, and I was still, I was working at a shoe store again. I ended up switching over to Champs. And Nike Techs was really big in the winter. Like, that's when Nike Techs was hot. So um, I went to the store, and we had a 50% off. And I was like, I'm going to flip these Nike Techs. So I, like, cashed out on Nike Techs with my discount. And I put them on there. And I want to say I probably sold out, like, within so many hours, like, four or five hours of just being on the app. Just, like, steady posting, steady posting. And then what got me was I didn't – um you, I didn't know the store's inventory. So because I was buying the inventory, it was like, okay, well, when I sell out, what happens next? So I end up talking to a vendor um, that I found, and they were the manufacturers for it. Um, the manufacturers for, I don't think it was my district, it was another district. Um, so I reached out to them, and I'm like, you know, is there, is there anything we can do? Like, can I work on, like, I just need something because I, I really, like, I, I needed to stick to the script that I was already in. Um, so long story short, we end up doing that. And that was, like, my hustle up until the winter time. And then when the winter was over, um, that's actually what got me the six figures. Um, and then from there, I just started, like, just doing other things because winter went away. And then springtime came, and I'm like, I'm not making no money. I got to make some more money because um, – with the 25000 in money depletes, you, you pay bills, you buy stuff. Mm -hmm. So I was really trying to figure out how I was going to keep it going. Um, and from there, it was just I learned, like, consistency and paying attention. And then I just started doing, like, cases and anything that I could possibly get my hands on and sell legally, I was selling it. Um, and then I want to say around summertime, um, I was talking to one of my girlfriends, and I'm like, hey, um, you know, a lot of people are like, once again, the market was changing, the season was changing. And I was talking to her and I'm like, you know, I got to figure something out. Like, I don't want to go back to work and nothing against working. It was just, I was so used to the demand that I was, you know, that I was getting and the money that I was making from everything. And I was like, um, ironically, somebody reached out to me and was saying like, hey, you know, 
I see you're doing really good. Like I was probably shipping about 300, 400 packages in a week, every week. Um, and she was like, Hey, you know, I see you're doing really good in business. And she was like, um, like, do you teach people how to do it? And right when that happened, I was like, I'm gonna teach it. Like I, I want people to know like how to do this because I know how I struggle as a college student and not knowing like the resources, not knowing how to start a business and even in starting it, just not knowing what to do to keep it going or who to reach out to or how to get the support. Um, and then from there it was, I started coaching and, um, a couple months later I did a vision board party. Um, the vision board party ended up going viral on social media. Um, I think Christina, it was Christina Milian. She ended up like reposting it or retweeting. I don't even know how it happened because somebody actually showed me that she did it and then I went and looked and she ended up following me she got lost in the followers I didn't even know she was following me but that was like a crazy moment um (laughs) yeah right like Christina Milian I'm there like what like how did that happen so um a lot of like celebrities reached out to me I had a lot of HBCUs reach out to me um for like two months I was like backed up in like interviews um like traveling people wanted me to be like a keynote speaker and just tell my journey and then from there it was it just never stopped wow you have had an insane journey to be 22 years old (laughs) I mean that's like the first thing that I heard was 22 years old as much research as I've like looked up on you I never caught the 20 I don't know why that never stuck really yeah until you just said it like I don't know why I just assumed were a little older or girl it doesn't matter though you can make money at all ages clearly so that's the (laughs) but I just think that your journey is just so insane but it also shows so much hustle like you did not become complacent and that's something that I try to share a lot with people is like how you can't just sit down and be complacent with wherever you are in life and even though like it all started with you being basically kicked in the butt by your mom like it blossomed into something now that like you have made multiple six figures, like mo- like bank just doing this whole drop shipping game and everything. So I just think that's, I think your story is really, really interesting. And so I know that you made all this money doing drop shipping. Um, do you know how much like offhand you've made with drop shipping? Um, I think I've done, I've definitely done over a million. Um, I would say, and, and thinking of what I just did, which we'll talk about later, um, I'll probably say I'm at like 1.2. Yes, girl. Okay. Yeah. We see you. <laughs> we see you. Okay. So I want you to tell us really quick, what, um, like what platforms and stuff are you using now to do your drop shipping? Like how are you selling now? Um, initially, I was a distributor. I was, when I started coaching, I went completely like full time into distribution. Um, which is basically being the wholesaler of the product. So not dealing with it. Um, recently before I got off Instagram, um, I got into Shopify. I actually cannot discuss that information too much in detail because it is contracted, um, with some people that I am working with. Um, like I said, we'll probably discuss that a little bit later, um, in the questions, but the platforms that I'm just like trying to mess it. And I thought about getting back on like where it all started, like with Macari and things of that sort. But because I got into the deal that I just, um, that just happened, it'll be strictly Shopify. Okay. Well, congratulations on that deal because obviously it's- Thank you. 
you can't get on anybody else. So you go, girl. <laughs> I can't do nothing. <laughs> you go, girl. That is amazing. So really quick, um, because I don't think that we mentioned this, and I'll probably mention this at the beginning, but um, can you explain to people what dropshipping is? Like what? So I personally, what's so crazy, the people, so I'm working with, uh, I'm working with uh, not necessarily a headquarter. Um, I'm just going to say headquarters for now. Um, I'm working with a Shopify headquarter. I don't like their description. Um, I hope they never hear this. <laughs> I hate like their description of it and how they made it, but I have my own way. Um, pretty much is you're you're a third person in your business. Um, now Shopify and, and what most people know it as is you are on a platform where you find the products on the platform and that platform does it for you. However, in me working with um, thousands of different vendors, um, within just, you know, three, four years of time, I've worked with vendors and they didn't know that they were drop shipping for me. So instead of me using their platform, because everybody has like a seller fee, um, I think at most I've seen is like 10%. Um, instead of like them charging me and me using their platform and then paying for that, it was like, I'll just do it my way um, and market it my way to my people. And I'm just going to have a vendor like do the work without them knowing they're doing the work. Um, but once Shopify opened that door, it was kind of like everybody, you know, everybody had the, the, the interpretation of you having to pay for it, which I still to this day think you should never pay for drop shipping because it's a regular shipping method. It's almost as if you're just doing personal shopping for an online shopper. Um, you're just saying, Hey, you know, give me your credit card information, your name, your address, I'll fulfill your order. And I'm just going to pay myself for the work that I did. Um, on the back end. Um, but, you know, everybody has their own definition. Like I said, Shopify kind of came in and switched the game up a little bit. But it's pretty much you're just really being a third party to your own business. You're, it's a pre-order process. So you don't necessarily have the items. Um, you market it as if you do have the items. And then whatever, you know, proceeds that you make from there, you put some towards shipping it and, and paying for the item and then um, taking what you made and, and getting it shipped to them. Perfect. Thank you so much for explaining that because I'm sure some people may not have understood there. So yes, <laughs> drop us a couple of gems that you think helped you along your um, drop shipping journey. So like what are two things that you think really helped you become successful on this? I would say two things that helped me um, would definitely be the things that I talk about the most and that I pride myself off of. Um, I would say consistency and a mindset um, because drop shipping is really, it's really like a hustle almost, but you got to be thinking like the boss. You got to be thinking like the entrepreneur. Um, so the first thing I would say is consistency because unlike most companies and like businesses that people start, for instance, I'm going to just say the, the beauty industry is very, it, it makes changes in the product but it's very rare that the beauty industry changes. That's a year round thing. So year round, people are going to want hair year round, you know, every season, somebody's going to be looking for makeup or a brush or a concealer or something like that. So it's not really a lot of it's consistent work, but it's not really consistent and, and consistent research. I don't want to downplay it, but when you're talking about switching, a, like switching a product catalog completely and constantly having to, know what's on the market, know before it even hits the market, if it's going to work or not. Um, knowing, you know, what's the price of that before you see other people price it and what they price it at and not really having that comparison. So definitely a lot of, a lot of just consistent work, research, um, wanting to know more, wanting to learn it. 
um, wanting to master it at every level because you can master it at, you know, the beginner's level. And then you got a whole nother season that just came in and a new product. And now you got to learn how to, to master it for this group of people. Um, so definitely consistency. And the second one, like I said, looking at it as an entrepreneur. Um, I talk a lot about people wanting to hustle um, their, their side jobs. They, they look at it and say, well, you know, I could, I could sell this today and then tomorrow I could go back to work. Um, or, you know, I could just, I could pick this up and I could put this back down. So with drop shipping is more so, like I said, if you look at it like a hustle, you're going to treat it as such. And the money is going to come to you. Like it, it's neither here nor there. Like I might make it today. I might not make it today. Um, but when you look at it, like it's really a job, like I got to clock in at this time. I got to get up early. I got to be up at three, four o'clock in the morning to talk to distributors that's in a whole nother country or in a whole nother part of the world, because that's how the sales are going to work. Um, that's where I really would say the, the success comes just being consistent throughout and just thinking like mentally, like this is not, you know, this is not just a hobby or something I like doing to make money. This is really like a job. And, and yeah. Girl, you are so wise. <laughs> like that's <laughs> true. That's the truth. I try to tell people Thank so you. much that you cannot work your business like a hobby. Like I mean, you can, you can, you can treat it like a hobby, but you're gonna get paid like it's a hobby. If you treat it like you a are. Business, you will get paid like it's a business. It's just that simple. Like I'm glad that you said it, <laughs> and I hope that people really hear it because if you <laughs> do it, anybody can do it. You know, and it's it's just like yeah. literally anybody can do it you can be successful if you want to put in the work if you want to put in the time and if you want to you know show up for yourself in your business like you actually should so thank you for both of those two little tips um so i know and i think we were kind of talking about this a little bit that you are like really passionate about talking about how resilient you've you've had to be in your business and clearly that's work mm -hmm. because you've made multiple six figures so um what would you say is like your number one tip for women who want to start a business I would say my number one tip um, might get a little deep on you. <laughs> I would really say my number one tip is knowing yourself. Um, for a long time, like I didn't really, I wouldn't necessarily say I didn't, I didn't necessarily talk about it, but I think that nowadays a lot of people, the way a lot of people portray entrepreneurship is so funny to me because it's not glitz and glam. And although people say it, um, and say like, hey, it's not easy. A lot of people don't show that it's not easy or they don't really speak in depth of it not being easy. And I'm not saying they gotta tell their business, but I would definitely say know yourself. Um, just from my personal experiences, there were times in business where you look at everything and you feel like you gotta have balance. You feel like, um, I read a book called uh, Relentless. I don't know the author right now. I think it's like Tim, Tim something, I don't know. Um, but I read a book called Relentless and um, he was pretty much something that stood out to me the most was he said that when you're trying to master something, other things are going to have to be sacrificed at that time. Mm -hmm. And I think that when, when women and men, just everyone in general, when they go into business, they are still trying to keep up with a certain part of life. Or even when you're trying to do anything, not even just business, it could be school, it could be relationships, it could be a goal, it could be a dream. When you're trying to master something, you have these these people in these situations that still call for your attention. And if you don't know yourself well enough and know how much you want it, you can easily be distracted, which is going to cause for a lot of other things. Like, you know, your mental health could be at risk or 
um, just your, your self-love can be at risk. A lot of things about yourself that are really that are really essential to that process could suddenly go at risk because you're trying to balance things that are not like realistically and honestly, it's not going to be balanced because it's going to cause for a certain amount of time, a certain amount of attention, a certain amount of you, a certain amount of things that other people just cannot get at that moment. So um, like I said, from personal experience, um, I would say this year has really been one of those years. Um, and that's why I speak so passionately about knowing yourself and um, just understanding that sometimes if people got to go, people got to go. And that's in all things, not even just business, because I was that person trying to balance friendships and trying to balance a relationship, um, trying to balance family, trying to make sure I'm, I'm still being a good daughter. I'm still being a good significant other. Um, I'm still being a good friend. I'm still being a good supporter. And when you're thinking, at, especially at 22 and you're running a million dollar company and you're doing something, you're in a million dollar industry and you're not thinking like play now, you know, work later. You're thinking work now and I'll get back to y'all later. It's, it's going to be a lot of people who are not going to like it. It's going to be a lot of people who say you selfish, but I think of anything, like I said, when you are looking at the scale of where I want to be and what I want to do and not even just the money, but the lives I'm trying to change and the community I'm trying to tap into, it requires an ample amount of selfishness that a lot of people don't, people don't know how to do that. So many people are like tapped into like filling voids nowadays with people. And if my business fails, you know, I'll do this. Or if this doesn't work, I'll do this. Or if I don't talk to this person, I'll do this. Or, you know, if this, if this falls off and I have this to pick it up. And I've been, I've been self-employed for three years. So and I and I stand so firmly on saying know yourself for that reason because I can't there are no voids. It gotta you know, everything gotta work how I need it to work because this is how I plan for it to work. So if people gotta go, like I said, that's just that's the price I gotta pay, that's the sacrifice I gotta make. So definitely, you know, know yourself and then another thing, business can change you. Um mm. I tell people a lot that it's not, it's about the client. It's really not about you because you, you are thinking of how to please them. You are thinking of, you know, even Instagram, like I catch myself some days and I'd be like, Oh my God. Like I really be feeling like a Kardashian, like <laughs> just on my phone constantly, like for real, like steady checking my email. Like the other day I called myself and I'm telling my mom, I'm like, I have to post this at like five o'clock. I got to post this at six o'clock. I got to do this. And I be having to catch myself like, wow, like, I'm really doing this and it's for me, but you do so much for other people. And if you don't know yourself, you will lose yourself very quickly because business is, is essentially about fulfilling the needs of others, knowing what other people want, keeping up with, you know, the trend, especially in drop shipping. So definitely, you know, you gotta, you gotta have a strong mindset and you gotta, you know, you gotta know who you are and what you truly value and what you're really worth because you can go in meetings and, and really like, really degrade yourself completely in what you know that you don't really want to accept the things you know you don't want to do wow i'm over here with chills just listening to what you're saying <laughs> so true like you have to know yourself in business it is so easy to like get caught up in everything like when you just said the kardashian thing i was like girl i'll be sitting here thinking the same thing like reading my emails or like trying to you know respond to stuff and posting all that stuff and you know you want to be like you said you want to put your client first you want to put people first and that's the goal you know and so you have to know yourself to be able to step outside of yourself 
to see the bigger picture, to see like when right. you are staying aligned with who you are and what you're supposed to be doing, all that kind of stuff. So I think that's so important. And like something that I'm getting more into as well is talking about like the mental health aspect of things, because while some people may get upset with where you're going, you might not be able to take everybody to the next level with you. And that's okay. It doesn't make you selfish, you know, or it doesn't make you a bad person for doing that. Maybe it does make you selfish, but it's selfish in a good way because you have to protect your energy, your space and who you are. So that was like so key. I'm just over here like, wow, yes, you're so That's right. so real. Like, I, I don't know if you ever seen it, um, but Lala, it was like one of my favorite interviews with her. And she was saying how everybody has an expiration date. So just to piggyback off of what you said, like, like you said, everybody doesn't go. Like everything, everybody has a season and, and everybody has a reason. So like you said, everybody, everybody's not meant to go. Everybody's not going to make it. And you just got to accept that in your journey. And if it's, you know, if that's what God desires and, you know, God doesn't want them there, he desires for them to be there, then that's what's going to happen. Exactly. I couldn't have said that better myself. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So mm -hmm. what do you have coming up next for you? Like, what's on the horizon for Lala J? Woo! <laughs> this is interesting. Um, so you guys are actually hearing it first. Ooh. Um, I said a little bit earlier. Um. So over these past two weeks with the contracted deal that I did sign, I will be relocating to LA as the oh, first day. Wow. Um, I had no clue that I would. I still to this this very moment don't know how this is all gonna work out. Um, I actually was like in front of my computer. I went to Houston um, to do some business and I came, I got a reading done um, while I was in Houston. I'm really into like, I'm a Scorpio, so I'm really into like, the underworld <laughs> and like spirits and stuff like that. So um, I was in Houston and I got a reading done and the, I got the reading back and she was like, you're going to be moving. And I'm like, I'm like, hell no, I ain't, no, I'm not. Like I'm, I'm so like in love with my space now that I was just thinking like, there's no way I'm moving, like no way. And so um, I was looking at the reading like, yeah, this is some BS. Like I'm never doing these again. This is like, this is it for me. Um, and I got home and it was something that happened. I don't know what happened, but it was just one of those feelings. Like I just got, I could have went anywhere in the world and I booked a flight for Cali. And when I booked the flight for Cali, I got the phone call. I think it was like the next day or that night I was on the phone with my best friend. My phone died. And I, that next morning I got the phone call and was like, we want to, you know, we want to go through with everything. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. And the location was California. Um, so I will be going there. Also, over these past two weeks, um, I wrote a book. And the book is um, the book is called Baseline. It will be available the week of um, Valentine's Day. I don't know when I should release it. Um, I'm going to see, you know, how everybody's feeling about it. But just a little background information on it since you guys are hearing it first. Um, Pretty much through, I, I was an athlete in school. Um, I was really an athlete, like, throughout my entire life. Um, and baseline was the start of you knowing you was going to get your, like, you was about to have to work your ass off because it needed to be perfected. And so um, when I was writing, I was thinking, first I was like, okay, it's going to be a start your own business book. But um, for those of you who don't know, I had already wrote a book um, called Start Your Business with Dropshipping. And it was very business structured. And so as I just started writing, I don't, I don't know what led me to writing it, but as I started writing it, um, 
and definitely in my experience of, you know, like getting out of a relationship and trying to figure myself out again and trying to also be an entrepreneur. And like I said, trying to balance everything and just keeping my momentum up, keeping my energy up. I was like, you know, I, I need this to be real. I need this to be raw. I need this to be relatable. And so um, I started playing around with topics and I'm like, this is going to be work. Like, I want them to know, like, we working. Like, this is, we working towards a goal. And so I came up with baseline. And the business term of baseline means um, starting a new project, the execution of a brand new project. So that's where the type, I mean, that's where the, the title came from. And pretty much the book is a 31 day guide and step by step and advice to launching a business. So, like I said, I used to read, and still to this day, I read so many business books, but I think that they are so, they're so like demanding. They're so, it's not funny, it's not fun. Like, I cannot tell you a business book that I picked up that was actually like telling me how to do a logo, how to build a website, where to go, you know, to find resources. That was actually a good read. It's always like, it's so serious and it's boring. And I think that's why a lot of people feel like it's very hard for them to start their process mm -hmm. because midway through a chapter, you think like, holy shit, like this is a lot. Like, I don't want to do this. This is not fun. Like this is depressing. I don't have everything together. It scares you almost. Um, it's discouraging because you have this millionaire author talking to you from their perspective and you're just a, a college student with barely two pennies to rub together to get some food and you're just trying to make a couple of extra dollars on the side. Um, so throughout the book, like I said, it's a 31 day step and guide. Um, I made it very fun, very friendly. I, I'm really big on like not cursing and not saying certain words and watching my language. Um, but I made it very relatable. So I talk about, you know, if you want to get up at two o'clock in the morning and you want to read day 15, read it. If you've got any ideas on day 16 and you're up at six o'clock in the morning or you start your day early, get on the baseline, like start doing the work. So before um, I do an assessment with everybody, I do a whole chapter. And then at the end of every chapter, um, I tell them to get on the baseline and the baseline pretty much means we're about to work. And I speak in the terms of a coach. So I talk about, you know, having your physical and a physical pretty much being the mentality that you have to have to even play in my gym because the whole book is pretty much like my gym, my court. Um, <laughs> so the mentality that you have to have. And I talk about, you know, getting a checklist from the people that's surrounding you, making sure that they're ready to support you being on this team. Um, I use a lot of like NBA references talking about like LeBron and Michael Jordan and the best players in the game, um, the best millionaires in the game. Um, I tell them like, you know, to like get out the gym, like practice is over or like, it's, it's like real, like in the moment, like it's like, you can really feel the energy. Like you almost think you had a real practice, like working on your business. Um, so we go over like logos, website. Um, like I said, it's a checklist for everything, like really walking them through starting a business from the ground up in 31 days. Oh, I am so excited and I'm so grateful. <laughs> to hear it first like that's really exciting too so oh my gosh wow <laughs> you have a lot of great things going on well congratulations on your move to LA and also thank you coming out like oh my goodness I'm just listening to things I'm like I need this book too like come on <laughs> <laughs> yes definitely get a copy it's gonna be cheap um it's gonna be it's and, and also um I normally release ebooks like all of my work has been ebooks but I wanted this to be like a real, like I said, real raw, like body of work. And I wanted people to actually have something to pick up and say, this is like La La J, like La La J did this. 
So the book will only be available um, hard copy. It's a really cute, pretty pink book. You cannot miss it, um, <laughs> even if you want to. So I will definitely give you some information when it releases. Perfect. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Well, thank you so much for sharing what's going on with you. But really quick, before we hop off, I want to do a quick rapid fire round. So it's just going to be five questions and you answer the first thing that comes to mind. Ready? Okay. I'm scared. <laughs> Don't be scared. These are good. These are good. Okay. Question number one, okay. last business book you've read? Relentless. Oh, okay. Yeah. We talked about that. <laughs> Question number two, what is your best business purchase in the last year that was a hundred dollars or less? A ebook. An ebook. Do you know which one? Mm -hmm. um, it was from the six figure chick. Oh my gosh. I love her. Yes. Yeah. That's my girl. That's my dog. <laughs> I love her. Okay. <laughs> I know that one was good. I probably got it too while I'm playing. <laughs> um, what time do you wake up every day? Six o'clock. Oh girl. I got to get there. I know. I've been waking up at six 30, but I don't know. I'm trying. <laughs> You're just 30 minutes off. Not, but I mean, yeah, it, it's a big jump from, I used to wake up at 10. So yeah. I'm getting better. Oh, yeah. You're doing good. You're doing good. Keep going. <laughs> um, what is a non-negotiable in your life? Non-negotiable is respect. Mm. I like that. Okay. Number five, and this is when I ask everyone, is what does it mean to you to be a female creative entrepreneur? What it means to me... Can it be long or it has to be yeah, short? It can be long. Go for <laughs> it. Um, to be a, you said a female creative entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I would say creating, I would say art. Um, first word that came to mind was art. And I say art because it's one thing to be the entrepreneur. It's one thing to actually be the creator behind the entrepreneurship. Mm. Um, I think anybody nowadays can get somebody to start a business. Um, anybody can pay somebody to do it, read up, you know, and just push anything out. But when you think of like creating, like I say, even with the book or just anything that somebody genuinely does and really put their thought into and passion into and spend a lot of time with, it's kind of like, it's almost like going to an art museum and looking at all these like amazing women and looking at everything that they've done and just looking like from afar and saying, wow, like that's dope. Like you really like, I, I don't know. It's, I, I just, I think of art, like, because I think it's, it's definitely, it's not something that I learned recently was is a talent to actually be able to think it and then to create it. Um, a lot of people don't have that talent. A lot of people are only allowed to do one or the other. You can either just create, but you can't think about it. So you need a visionary or, um, you can you can think about it, but you can't necessarily create it. So you need somebody to do the work. So to be a female entrepreneur in that category of being a creative, I think that's definitely a blessing. Um, I thank God for that talent. And I look at it like me and along with all the other women around the world um, who are being creative and, and being, you know, amazing, bomb, dope female entrepreneurs don't ever in life feel, you know, less than what you are because I think it's definitely – to, to be like a woman of art aside from beauty and, and everything else that you can have to have a mind to just be able to create is a beautiful thing. So never think less of yourself. Yes.
Yes, yes. I could not agree more. Oh my goodness. That was beautiful. Well, I'm glad that you gave me the long answer because that was perfect. <laughs> That was perfect. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on. And oh, real quick, I forgot. Tell us how we can follow you on social media, your website, all that good stuff. So my Instagram is Lala J Marketing. Um, my website is lalajmarketing.com. And my Twitter is Lala J Marketing. So everything is Lala J Marketing. Perfect. And J, just the letter J. Perfect. Thank you so much. I so appreciate you for coming on today. And until next time, I will talk to y'all later, darling. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the She's a Creative Podcast. If you enjoyed this, let me know by sharing a review on iTunes or sending me a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and your favorite part. Go follow me on social media to get more inspiration, wisdom, and tips at She's a Creative Podcast or at Mrs. K. Hillman on Instagram. And check out the blog at She's a Creative.com. I love you, creative darling, so much. And until next time, keep building your creative dreams.